Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. Live with you today. Great to have you on. Gina, I read what you wrote about your uh, three-year-old. That was beautiful. Ninja Buddha, our, our number one friend. Lyric, Marley, Sarah, Bob, Shannon, on the app, Julie, Luann, glad to have you on. Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and whoever's behind this that needs their bricks fixed. Great to be on with you today. Hebrews, so this is part four, where we're going to, well, hopefully wrap up. I thought I'd wrap it up uh, the, last, the last three times, but today I think I can do it. Hebrews. Chapter 9, Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Verse 11, and I'm probably going to read all the way through chapter 10. Hey, Hannah, Joanne, Carl from Minnesota. Let me see where everybody's watching from. I, I do enjoy that for some reason. Thank you, GN. Good morning from Los Angeles. That's awesome. Lexington, Kentucky. Hebrews 9.11. So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered the greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, He entered the most holy place once and for all time and secured our redemption forever. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. Just think how much more the blood of Jesus Christ will purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people, so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under the first covenant. Now when someone leaves a will, It's necessary to prove that the person who made it is dead. Verse 17, Hebrews 9, 17. The will goes into effect only after the person's death. While the person who made it is still alive, the will cannot be put into effect. That is why even the first covenant was put into effect with the blood of an animal. For after Moses had read each of God's commandments to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water and sprinkled both the book of God's law and all the people using hyssop branches and scarlet wool. Then he said, this blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. And in the same way, he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and on everything used for worship. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, or this translation says, forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood the to see in overland park kansas 
without the shedding of blood, there is, there is no remission or forgiveness of sins. So you can't work your way out of sin. You can't do a lot of bad things and then do a lot of good things to make up with it. That's what I, I, I think there's a large number of people that think on judgment day your good deeds go on one side and your bad deeds go on the other. And you've heard people say, you know, well, hopefully I've done enough good in my life that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. That is why the, I asked a, uh, an Orthodox Jewish person one time, I said, well, you know, because if you believe without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins, what, what, what's your ticket right now to heaven? Because there's no blood being, you know, if you don't receive Christ as your Messiah, and you're also not offering animal sacrifices at the temple, which they're not, you know, according, according to your own book, you're in trouble. And he said, we will offer new uh, animal sacrifices when the temple's finished being built. Yeah, but you're, you're not now. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. That's why it's faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ that gives you your right standing with God. It's not what, I, what I'm doing. Now, I just spent three days talking to you about um, living right and not sinning. But Jesus' blood is what broke the power of sin that gives me the ability to live in dominion over it. It's understanding what Jesus did and having faith in that and repeating, speaking what God said, not saying what you hear many religious leaders say. How many know we all, we, we all battle sin? No, Christ has freed me from sin. How many know we're all sinners? No, Christ has made me righteous. He's cleansed me of all sin. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend, Lord willing, all day tomorrow on how to live in total victory over sin. But to just give you a, uh, to just give you a hint on what we'll talk about, a lot of it has to do with your confession. If you confess you're a sinner, you're going to be a sinner. If you confess that you're weak, you're going to be weak. If you confess righteousness, you'll be righteous. And man, not only, not only do, they, uh, do they not teach confession of righteousness, they, act, they actually actively teach you to confess sin. I mean, no, we, we sin. We sin this week. We'll sin today. We'll sin tomorrow. Yeah, you go to hell. Don't confess sin. Confess your righteousness through God. The old saying in the Word of Faith camp is confession is possession. What I confess, I possess. You confess sin, you'll possess sin. You confess righteousness, you'll possess righteousness. You'll, 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 you'll manifest the righteousness that you already have through Christ. So before we go further, why don't you write that in the comments or say it out loud. Say, I am righteous, even as Christ is righteous, which is an actual Bible verse. 
I know, I know if people don't know that's in the Bible, they think that was sacrilegious. Only Jesus is righteous. We're nowhere near. No. The Bible says, he that is joined to the Lord has become one spirit with him. So what's in Christ's spirit is in my spirit. What I confess, I possess. I confess righteousness. I am righteous, even as, in fact, add that to it. Right, I am righteous, even as Christ is righteous. Moving on. Verse 23, Hebrews 9, 23. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again like the high priest here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now... Once for all time, he, Jesus, has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin. Write that down. Remove sin. And we'll get to that. This is just my text. I have, uh, I have the final points to finish up the 22 facts about sin. To remove sin. Praise the Lord. By his own death as a sacrifice. And just as each person is destined to die once and after that comes the judgment. So also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again. Not to deal with our sins but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. You got it, Michael. What's area code 502? I don't know that one. Louisville? Oh, Louisville. Chapter 10, verse 1. The old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under the, that system were repeated again and again. Yeah. I want you to write this in the comments. Jesus did not come so we could understand the Jewish law. The Jewish law was given to foreshadow Christ. It's amazing how many Christians, in Christian television shows, you'd almost think it would be a greater blessing to come back under the old covenant, throw on a prayer shawl, Go to the wailing wall in Jerusalem and pray. They, they don't get it. Christ enacted a better covenant built on better promises. Hebrews 8, 6. Go forward, not backwards. You know, if we could understand the Jewish calendar. No, actually, I've done just fine not understanding it. There's not special days the Lord comes and visits. I mean, you hear people now. I was listening to a guy the other day. During the Feast of Pentecost this year, there's going to be a release of the gifts of the Spirit. Oh, is there? 
That's interesting. Because the, Holy, the, the gifts of the Spirit exude from the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of me right now. What does he leave? He's going to leave and then come back in Pentecost and he's going to be stronger. That's how stupid people... Everything's times and seasons with them. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a season of breakthrough coming for the body of Christ. Yeah, it came uh, when Christ rose from the dead. It enacted a 2,000-year season of breakthrough to anybody that's interested. There's no day where I operate in a lesser anointing and then another day where I have access to a greater anointing. It's, and I want you to write this down. It's the finished work of Christ. They used to sing a song in black Pentecostal churches. What more could he do? What more could he do? Laid the foundation, opened up the way. What more can he do? There's nothing left for Christ to do. There's nothing to be released from heaven that hasn't already been released. The master who made the banquet, banquet set the, set the um, invitation. Tell those that are interested, all things are ready. Write that down. All things are ready. The table is set. You can have all you want. The gifts of the Spirit, there's not going to be a special release of the gifts of the Spirit. They're, they've been released. Seven of the nine were active in the Old Testament. And that's why I'm basically reading two chapters today as a text, because when I listen to people around my age and younger preach, it's so light on the word. I had a dream, and God spoke to me the other night, and then God said to me, great. But there's no word, and then a lot of what they say the Lord spoke to them, you know, there's, they're not conversing with God that much, I'm just going to tell you. If you talk to God four times a day, you'd have more than 60 people in the audience. I, I promise you that. Don't listen to people that always tell you there's, there's a time coming. Your breakthrough's coming. There's going to be a shift. Everything's future tense. Nothing ever happens. They're always waiting for something to happen, and it doesn't work like that. Now faith is. You can't have faith to have a breakthrough in the future. You have faith that I carry breakthrough now, today. This is the day the Lord has made. I'll have reason to rejoice and be glad in it. Today is my day. Tomorrow will also be my day. I'm telling you, there's a season of financial breakthrough coming to the body of Christ. You're going to get your breakthrough. Yeah, those people, just watch them. Mark my words. The people that believe like that will still be waiting for their financial breakthrough 30 years from now. What, what do people think is going to happen? The word is in effect now for anybody that wants to, to act on it. I prophesied at the beginning of this year that God was going to judge the enemies of the church, which he has and is doing, 
and that there would be, like Second Chronicles 20, there would be a release of the possessions of the wealth of the wicked into the hands of the righteous. But that'll be facilitated by people simply understanding what the Bible has said for a long time. I'm not waiting till that happens to get my financial breakthrough. I got my financial breakthrough a while back when somebody preached on prosperity and I realized that what Abraham had belongs to me. And there was no reason for me to be in debt or struggling or have a low bank account because my father Abraham didn't have it. If you wait, if you wait for a season, like some prophetic season, I'm telling you, you'll be as broke and sick in 20 years as you are right now. The kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force now. That kind of doctrine is actually just a way for people that don't have power to preach. Because if you always tell people their healing's coming, then no one has to get healed in your meeting that night. If people's financial breakthrough is going to come and there's going to be a shift, you know, prophesying to people that there's going to be a shift is basically a way to sound like you're prophesying without prophesying anything. Where's that in the Bible? Elisha came to the king and said, there's going to be a shift in your situation. No, he told specific prices that, that by this time tomorrow, a quart of flour will be sold for such and such. He didn't tell Naaman there was going to be a, a prophetic shift in his health situation. He said dip seven times in the Jordan River. And when he did, his leprosy disappeared. But if you always put stuff off to the future, you can get a crowd all worked up. I'm telling you, you might be going through the valley right now, but there's a breakthrough coming, and you're going to go up to the mountain. And, and then everybody gets excited because you're giving them hope. But hope is not faith. The voice of healing guys, the voice of healing guys would have blind eye night. Bring the blind, and then they'd preach on how Jesus healed the blind. They'd say, if you're blind, God's going to make you see tonight. See, that's not your breakthroughs coming. That's a specific thing. They waited on God. You know, my Uncle Ted tells the story that when he was helping Brother Shambach, Brother Shambach called him into his trailer before the tent meeting and said, sit all the people that come tonight in wheelchairs on the left side. Why? Wow, he already saw in his spirit how the service was going to go. And all two rows of those people in wheelchairs walked that, that meeting. You can tell him there's going to be a shift. He, he, you know, you would hear him. They'd preach, and, and then they'd switch gears where they... That power's getting in your spine right now. That power's making you well right now. Future preaching does not produce miracles. Now preaching produces miracles. Anyway, just throw that in for, for free. Hebrews 10.1. The old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come. Not the good things themselves. The sacri You know, I, I guess I, I have trouble moving off of things. 
And I'm not knocking prophetic ministry. But what people call prophetic ministry actually has no, no operation of the Holy Ghost in it. It's charismatic nonsense. I'm not waiting. You know, you seize every day. I'm not waiting on a financial breakthrough. I have plans to, to, to bring in revenue today, right now. I have investments I'm in right now. I'm making plans to advance the ministry today. Don't wait on God to bring things to you. Take what God's given you in the spirit and go and, and take ground from the enemy. Just go. Go and take the land. Put your feet on property. That, that, you, you know, you've outgrown your property. And you've seen a property and you believe that property belongs to you. Go there and pray on it. I claim this property in Jesus' name. I claim the finances for it today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that the windows of heaven are open over my life, pouring out a blessing that's so great I can't take it all in. Thank you that you said in Psalm 37, the righteous shall, shall possess the land. I, I take this in Jesus' name. I call it mine. I call it done. Don't wait on financial breakthrough. Manage what you have in your hand right now and produce with it. And the one that multiplies what he has, the Lord gives him more. Learn to multiply with what comes in your hand. Why is God going to pour out hundreds of thousands of dollars into your possession if the only person that's going to benefit is the shoe department at Nordstrom? What if you physically can't get to the property to pray? Where are you, where are you uh, believing to buy? Area 51? Is the property in space? How can you physically not get to a property? Are you looking to acquire someone's fortress by faith? Castle of Grayskull? You know, I'm not big on I can't make it and I can't do it. There's a, there's a way to do everything. One time, I was in Hana on the island of Maui, and there was a landslide that blocked the only road that leads from that town to the airport, and I had a missions team. Oh, the property's in a different state. Are there roads that lead to that state or airplanes that fly into that state? 
I'm telling you, you think I'm being like sarcastic and mocking. You better break your little mind that everything's a limitation. You should challenge every limitation in life and never let your mind think like that. The um, government said we had to shut our churches down. That's the same kind of thinking as the properties in a different... Who, who, who tells me what to do? Jesus tells me what to do. Everyone else can get to the back of the line. Don't tell me I can't have church. Don't tell me what I can own. Don't tell me where I can drive. So I'm get, I'll give you an example. We had a landslide, blocked the only road to the, apartment, to the uh, airport in Kahului. I had a missions team flying in of teenagers. So their parents are going to be furious. I was like in my mid-20s, 27 maybe. I had a Dallas with me. So all, they're all going to show up at the airport. Back then there was very spotty cell service in Maui. I have no way to contact them. So you're going to have like 17-year-olds, six time zones away from their parents, that are stranded at an airport, and they're going to call home, and there's going to be problems. I have to get to that airport. So they, I didn't know there was a landslide. There's a construction guy standing with a stop sign. So I wait three minutes, seven minutes, nine minutes. That doesn't sound long, but to just sit stopped on a road, and, you know, normally they change it to slow. The guy never changes it. So I get out of my car. I say, how long until you change the, the sign to slow or, and let people buy? 5 p.m. It's 9 a.m. People are flying in at 11 a.m. I said, why? There was a landslide. It blocked the whole road off. That's, that was, back then, that was the only road out of Hana to the airport. I think it still is. Well, what do I do? Well, I can't get there. The only road's closed. No, I drove to the private airport in Hana. I... I'm telling you, back in these days, I probably had about $300. It was a big deal. Yeah, Floriana was on that mission trip. You married Floriana, Michael. I didn't know that. That's awesome. She's a great lady. At least she was, unless she's changed the last eight years or so. So I go down to the, to the private airport, which is a little airport. Like, I mean, small There's no flights from Hana to Kahului. And then the guy that was at the airport runs a glider service. And I said, uh, his name, what was his name? I think it was Hans. I think uh, he, was from, he was from a Nordic country. And he talked like the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Had a big white beard. I, said, I told Hans my situation. And I said, Hans, you got to glide me over to Kahului. He said, I can't. He said, I would help you. He said, I'd do it for free, but I'll lose my business if I, uh, if I take you there because my agreement to run this glider service is I can never transport people and make the airlines lose business. So obviously, I don't expect the man to lose his, his, his business. And then I look down on the counter, and there's flyers for pilot's lessons, and I had an idea. I called the pilot company in Kahului. I said, um, hey, I'm interested in getting, getting a pilot's lesson, but I'm in Hana. Can you come pick me up? They said, we can. I said, and then if you pick me up, then will my lesson be to go from, from Hana to Kahului? 
They said, yeah, we can do that. I said, all right, I'd like to sign up for a lesson. They said, when? I said, as soon as possible. When's the quickest you can have a plane here? I said, we can have one there in 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Plane lands to pick me up for my pilot lesson? I meet the guy on the tarmac, like run out to the plane as it's landing because I need to get to the airport before those kids land. And I walk up, and as the plane's coming to a stop, I, I open the door and get in with the pilot and take my headset and put it on and buckle up. Never even gave him time to get out of the plane. He goes, wow, I can see this isn't your first lesson. I said, no, it's, it's my first lesson, but I, I need to go. So after we took off and it was too late to turn back, I told him, I said, I'm actually not interested in a pilot's lesson. And I told him what I was doing. His father was a missionary, so he totally understood he flew me there. I paid. It was like 300 and some dollars, which we paid on the credit card. And when everybody landed, I was standing there at the airport. There's always a way out. There's always a way to navigate through a problem in life. 5,000 men, not counting women and children, need to eat. What did Jesus say? Well, I guess we're finished. Nothing we can do, you know, that would be impossible. No, it was the disciples that said it would take a small fortune to feed a crowd like that. Jesus said this to test them, for he knew what he would do. He always knew what to do. In his mind, the Bible says, you have the mind of Christ. Write that in the comments. I have the mind of Christ. Was Jesus a dullard? Did Jesus not know what to do? Was Jesus confused a lot? Or did they send the experts in Jewish law to go speak with Jesus and try to trap him with questions and his answers shamed them? By whose authority did you drive the merchants out of the temple? I'll answer that question if you answer one for me first. Was John the Baptist a prophet sent by God, or was he merely operating in human authority? And they wouldn't answer because they knew there'd be a revolt either way, and he said, then I won't answer your question either. And I have that mind, and you have that mind. And the reason a lot of Christians struggle is not because they don't know the Bible, it's because they... They, they, they have no regard for their brain. I don't know, you know, that's in a... Um, Jonathan, I would love to come here and preach in West Virginia, but I live in uh, Pennsylvania, and there's no way to get there. Oh, really, there's no way? There's no way to get another state over to the meeting? No, you have, a, you have a poor mind. You need to develop your brain. Develop the whole of you. Spirit, that was Oral Roberts' motto for Oral Roberts University. Maddie's not back there, is she? Is she in the control room? Yeah. Maddie, as Jesus said to Lazarus, come out. What was Oral Roberts at Oral Roberts University, his like motto? Because it was like for the total man. Uh, spirit, soul, and mind. Spirit, uh, uh, spirit. Spirit, body, and mind, right? Spirit, body, and mind. That's the Oral Roberts. When Oral Roberts started, and you know, that's a miracle preacher that wanted to start a university. Why? He probably noticed that Christians are dull in the head. 
probably the easiest people to rip off there are. If I wasn't an honest man, I could rip Christians off for the rest of my life and make a ton of money. You know what I would start doing rather than winning souls? I'd start a seven-year tribulation survival feeding thing for pets that guarantees that after the rapture, your pets will be fed. And people, they don't care about the lot. They'd eat that up. And of course, there'd be no way to check whether it worked or not because after the rapture happened, you're gone. You're being kind of hard on Christians. Yeah, so was Jesus. He said the children of this world are often brighter, more intelligent and sharp than than the, the children of the kingdom. They are. And again, whoever that lady is, I'm not picking on you, but that that's I, you know you're, you're getting a, you're getting a response that's been built up for 20 years. What if I can't make it to the property? What do you what do you, what do you mean? If both of your legs are blown off, you can make it. You watch people at the gym on video deadlift huge amounts of weight that have one leg. You got to get, and I, I'm not, I'm not trying. <laughs> Is that Scott Tyree, my friend? Scott, if that's you, I miss you, man. Thanks for all the, all the laughs and fun in high school. I have the same phone number, so if you still have it, text me today. <laughs> that's awesome. Still in Indiana? Oh, you don't have my phone number. Let me just give it to you on the air real quick. <laughs> See that Scott Tyree on Facebook? Find a way to message him my, my uh, cell phone number. Okay. That was my best. If you ever heard me tell the story about when I prayed that God would send me a friend in high school and then a kid got transferred in from Michigan and they assigned me to show him around. And him and I were the only two Christians in the whole high school. That's him that just popped on the comments. <laughs> oh, he put, he put his number up. <laughs> what, a, what a blessing to have you on. Bensonita Hosa used to say, God gave you a brain so you could give him a break. Write that in the comments if you would. God gave you a brain so you can give him a break. Oh God, I just need your help. Look, if ISIS is closing in on you and you're out of ammunition, you need a miracle. But when it comes to just planning, thinking, let me see two books. Let me see my financial book and let me see Bishop Oyedepo's Understanding Financial Prosperity. 
And we'll just talk about the mind for a little bit. I was going to offer this to everybody that gives today, but I, I don't know how easy they are to get a hold of. Somebody call across to the other office and find out if we can get these in, like, if they're easy to get or if we have to have them shipped from Nigeria. This is a life-changing book. It's the revelation God gave uh, Bishop David Oyedepo, which if you don't know who he is, he has the lar had the largest church building on earth. One of his, one of his uh, sons in the faith, just, he had a 50,000-seater. One of his sons in the faith just built a 90,000-seater. And he's, he's building right now a 106,000-seat church. And the 50,000-seater is going to be the overflow sanctuary because they packed the 50,000-seater five times on Sunday. So about 40 years ago, he was averaging 11 people in attendance on Sunday, you know. And then no money, third world no money. And this is the revelation that God gave him on prosperity. They're paying cash for the church. You know, no scandal. I'm going to send this book to everyone who, who gives today. This book will change your life. Let me just tell you, if you haven't noticed by now, if you're under 40 and haven't noticed, but if you're 40 and older, you've probably noticed, there's a system in place to keep you poor where you never, you never can rise out, out of like a financial slavery. You owe money to the day you die. You get a house, but you have to pay triple what it's worth. You're still paying a mortgage. I heard a doctor, uh, it was actually on Jimmy Kimmel's show. He was, he was a doctor. He was talking about the vaccine. And he said, I'm, what did he say? I'm in my 50s, and I won't have my, my student loans paid off from medical school till I'm in my 70s. So, you know, you think somebody becomes a doctor, that guy's rich. No, actually... They have it set up where the amount of debt you have to get in to become a doctor basically just all cancels out. And then if there are any ways to get ahead, as soon as they find it, the government finds a plan to shut it down. Like you just saw the, the current administration in the United States passed a, passed a law that if you make over, what is it, a million dollars in the stock market or cryptocurrency, when you go to withdraw it, you have to pay 43% now, up from 25%. So you think about it. Let's say you wanted to buy a million-dollar acreage and property for you and your children. You, you invested $10,000. Over 15 years, you were able to turn it into, into $1 million. Well, when you go to withdraw it, that $1 million becomes 500000 let alone all the other stuff. Indirect tax, tax when you make the money, tax when you spend the money, tax when you save the money, and then they take another chunk when you die called inheritance tax of that money that's been taxed every year. And that, next time you go to the gas station today or uh, wherever you go, look on the receipt how much is, is taxes and fees to the government. 
The Israelites in the book of Exodus worked all day for Pharaoh and had nothing to show for it. And that's how people are now. Most people are not poor because they're lazy or they don't work. They call them the working poor. That's what America's full of. It's people, they work from morning till night and they don't have any money. $200. Francis wrote on YouTube, rap, rape, and rapture. A snatching away by violence. Rapture is not in the Bible. Good to see they have Wi-Fi in the mental institution. Blessings on you. Enjoy coloring time today. Don't eat any crayons. I know they look delicious, but they're just bright colors. And it's, it's, all, it's all done. Wow. Matea in Saskatchewan wrote, my taxes are roughly 66% of my income. That's in Canada. But you talk, not, not Matea, but if you talk to the average Canadian, they're fine with it. Yeah, but we get free health care. Yeah, you give me two-thirds of your paycheck, I'll take you out for ice cream every Friday. <laughs> I'll give you a ton of... You give me two-thirds of what you make, I'll give you a ton of free stuff. I'll buy, like, a free toy for your kid every week. It'll all be free, because <laughs> you're a moron. <laughs> well, that guy, he takes two-thirds of my paycheck, but he gives me tons of free stuff. He sounds like a, he sounds like a great guy. <laughs> I wonder how he pays for it. The wisdom of God shows you the way to break out of that structure. Or you'll spend your whole life waking up, off to work, Come home, eat some food, watch TV, fall asleep, go to bed. Wake up, go to work. Come home, eat some food, watch some TV, fall asleep, go to bed. Wake up, and you'd have nothing. You'd die with nothing. How many of you, by show of emoji hand, had a family member that died that as the body was still warm, a discussion had to be had about how much everybody had to kick in to help with burial costs. They didn't even leave enough money behind after 50 years of working to pay for their own funeral. That's, that's how the system's set up. It's the Egyptian system. And God has a way to break through that system, and it comes by wisdom. It comes by thinking. So if you have a low regard for your brain... You'll never break out. You know, they, I, I, there was a good job they were going to hire me for, but it was in another town. It's a long commute. Yes, because there's certainly no law. Uh, uh, it certainly is not possible to move. You listen to Christians talk. They are the most limited thinking people. Even when I see churches named like Main Street Church, did you never think that church would outgrow that location? So now, now because of the limited thinking of whoever founded the church, you have like, 
hey, come to Main Street Church, located on Boylston Street. There's all, I want you to write it down, and we'll make it the theme for today. There's always a way forward. I mean, really get that in your spirit. There's always a way forward. People commit suicide because they don't think there's a way forward. If the devil can get you to believe that you've been brick-walled, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, that program we did check the news. Why did it get so popular? Because all conservative news was telling you we're getting taken over We're getting taken over by uh, communists and the globe, global hierarchy, and there's nothing you can do. And what did we do on Check the News? We showed you there's a way forward. When they announced they're going to take children out of your home that test positive for COVID, we said, screw you, it ain't happening, and here's why it's not going to happen. The guy retracted his comments. When they said you can't have church, we sued, or went to sue. He wasn't interested because he knew he'd lose. The attorney general of the state opened the church up. There's always, you don't let life be dictated to you. You get your direction from God and you break through every barrier that's in your way. You break through. When I was living in Virginia Beach, I got invited to preach in Northeast Pennsylvania. There was a massive snowstorm. It closed the roads in Delaware, state of emergency. I had to be at that meeting. I didn't know the pastor. He wouldn't have rescheduled me. And I made up my mind, I'm going to that meeting. So when we're driving in Delaware, I didn't know, but they had closed the roads, Route 13, the state road. So they had state trooper cars across the road, but there was enough room for my car to get through. I drove right through the roadblock and kept driving. And they couldn't chase me because their cars were snowed in. When I got to the hotel, the guy said, why does God refuse to help people that are driven to insanity? Why don't you ask your mother? When I got to the hotel, the guy said, um, how did you get here? I said, I, I drove. He said, yeah, but those roads are closed. Well, I never put two and two together. Actually, at the time, it wasn't like I thought like I'm driving through a closed roadblock. I just thought like, what, man, why are these cop cars here? They must have spun out. And then I went through and kept going. I'm not stopping. I have so, so I tell you those two stories because they illustrate something. When you make up your mind about something and the devil puts roadblocks in, you break through the roadblocks. You, never, you just make up your mind. I'm not going to be another Christian that had big plans and then a story of how things didn't work out. And anything bad that happened before today, I'm going to get a plan from God on how to get, get back on the path to my destination. I'm not going to be some person that nobody wants to be around because they're going to have to hear the same story that I've been telling for 30 years about how, you know, but then when, 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 um, when Hank died, you know, 
that was really hard on me. Still, you know, if something happened that's ver- that was hard on you, you get encouragement and strength from the Holy Ghost, and you get back up on your feet, and you make the devil pay. In Bishop Oyedepo's book, How God Prospers, Seven Pillars of Kingdom Prosperity. So he has the seven pillars that prosperity is built on. And one of them, oddly enough, he's the only guy I've ever seen connect this to prosperity. One of the seven pillars is thinking. I've never seen a Pentecostal write about thinking. They're experts at not thinking. Just write everything off to the devil's attacking. Yeah, devil's really attacking. Uh, We went to take our youth group to summer camp. Bus broke down three times. Devil was attacking. He didn't want us there. No, yeah, I'm sure it was the devil. I'm sure it had nothing to do with the fact that it's a 1971 bus. Is there logical evidence that God is real? Ask your mother. And to save money, we never serviced the bus. But it was the devil attacking. You know, when I used to do outdoor meetings that churches put on, it's amazing how the devil would always attack the sound system. Man, this one speaker's out and the mic's not working. Devil's been attacking. He doesn't want people to get saved. And it was amazing how when we started spending $20,000 on a proper sound system and sound man, the devil stopped attacking the sound system. It was amazing. The vehicle that I have right now is a nice new vehicle. I leased it. If the devil attacked that vehicle, then I would have someone take it to the dealership and they would give me a new vehicle until that one was through being attacked. You can outthink the enemy. Everything doesn't have to be emergency tongues. <laughs> Think. It's from glory to glory, victory to victory, and strength to strength. Not from crisis to crisis, breakdown to breakdown. And what you expect is what you'll experience. Write that down if you would. What I expect is what I'll experience. So if you expect, and you got around Christians that are the opposite of me, that got you to believe that Christianity is about God taking you from crisis to crisis. Having, you know, late in the midnight hour, he'll come through. He may not always be there when you need him, but he's always right on time. Where is that in the Bible? That's how stupid people talk. He's not there when you need him, but he's like, sometimes he'll come through late in the midnight hour. Like he did for Paul. Yeah, he came through late in the midnight hour for Paul because Paul got put in prison at like 11. He prayed, he sang praises, he was out. He wasn't singing for 13 years. You expect crisis to crisis, you'll have crisis to crisis. 
you expect glory to glory and that I have an anointed mind. Write it down again. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I'm not trying to get the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Do you want to know why I've never battled depression? Because I have the mind of Christ. I'm too conscious. Anything I can't picture Jesus doing, I, I can't picture me doing it. Can you picture Jesus sad? Look, I can appreciate all the questions you have about God, but your screen name is I Eat Lesbians. So it's hard to believe that the questions are coming from a heart that longs after understanding when you've decided to eat other human beings based on their sexual orientation. Good, good. Glad you guys found the block button after 15 minutes. Um, can you picture Jesus being sad? Can you picture Jesus saying, I'm having a rough day, guys? Can you picture Jesus saying, what if I can't get to the property because it's in another state? He walked on water. He fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. And that's the mind that I have. So start seeing yourself like that. I have the mind of Christ. You know, just a little lesson while we're at it. If somebody pops in the chat with the screen name, I eat lesbians, and starts asking questions about God, why doesn't God help mentally ill people, and maybe they're not actually looking for answers, and they don't want scriptures. Maybe they're just trying to disrupt you and get you to not listen. Not everybody that comes wanting to argue is worth responding to. That's another sign of a weak mind, is when you think everybody's to be helped. That's where a lot of Christians, are, <laughs> they get messed up. Every, any need, any problem, they're a bleeding heart with no brain. Oh, I, I want to help them. I'd give thought to who I help. There's, there's rock soil, there's shallow soil, and there's good soil. Thinking. In the course of my meditation, I came up with this statement. It is wisdom that births wealth. Write that down. Wisdom births wealth. You've gone to church and shouted breakthrough at the top of your lungs for five years. Might be time to try something else. Wisdom births wealth. Shout breakthrough's coming. No, I have it now. No, it's not coming. I, I possess what Christ did. Wealth is the offspring of wisdom. Proverbs 3, 13 to 16. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, 
and the gain thereof more than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days, talking about wisdom, length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. So it's scriptural. Wisdom births wealth. In her left hand are riches and honor. We've talked about working, but work alone does not make rich. It is creative work that guarantees productivity and in turn wealth. Thinking in this context is the ability to coordinate your thoughts productively for increased output. Reasoning is what makes rich. It's one of the reasons I'm on with you this afternoon. I thought, why travel to a church and have an afternoon service that, you know, if we had 250 people show up for an afternoon service, we'd be thrilled. And we have exactly that amount on, on YouTube right now, not counting Facebook, the app, or Twitter. Not counting the people that will watch on replay. And there's no travel. And I'm reaching people all over. Proverbs 3, 13 to 16. Thinking. What's the best use of my time? If I'm going to sow the seed of God's word, should I do it in a room full of 80 people or in a place where I can reach many people? When Paul talked about the eyes of your understanding being enlightened in Ephesians 1.18, he was referring to being mentally sound. That is high-level productive thinking. That is somebody sitting down and creating something productive that will make living great. Working alone does not make wealth. It is wise work that begets wealth. A man may be working hard, but because he lacks results, he becomes weary. He knows what to do, but he doesn't know how to do it. It is the knowledge of how to do a thing that gets it done, not just the doing of it. It's not just work, but wise work that births wealth. Ecclesiastes 10.15, The labor of the foolish wearieth every one of them, because he knoweth not how to go into the city. All of the wealth of the universe came out of wisdom. Psalm 104.24. I'm curious what that says. O oh Lord, what a variety of things you have made. In wisdom you have made everything there is. The earth is full of, it, of your creatures. All things were created through wisdom. Listen to this now. That wisdom has no respect for problems. And that's what got me on this whole thing. It's funny that he writes along those lines too. It's, it's, a, it's an insult to the wisdom of God. Like the thing that I originally responded to when I was saying, get your feet on the ground of property you want to possess. What if I can't get to the property? I, I want to hear why you can't get to it. Is it in space? Is it in Area 51? 
The things people put up as limitations is, are insane. I've heard evangelists say, no one came to pick me up at the airport. I was stranded there for three hours. How? In America, you were stranded at the airport for three hours. You don't have Uber? You, you, did you notice the yellow taxis outside that will take you anywhere? Don't say you were stranded. Just be honest and say I was too cheap to get my own transportation. One of our flights got delayed uh, one of the last times I was preaching in Texas. And it looked like we were going to miss our connection. I think you were with me. So I already had called Patrick and had a jet on standby where our connection flight was. If I missed it, I was going straight to the private jet to, to, to make it to the meeting. There's always, you plan. You think. You never, ex you know, when I hear people talk like that, our flights were delayed. I was at the airport for 11 hours. You're a stupid person. Unless you're international and you, you couldn't get a visa to get out like Tom Hanks in the terminal. Don't tell me, if you're in your home country and you were stra stranded at an airport for 10 hours, you're a moron. And God didn't make you to be a moron. Use your brain. Yeah, but that would be a lot of money. To who? To God? Or to you and your little mind? Yeah, but I don't have the money to do that. You'd be amazed that if you start moving in the direction like that, God will get money to you. Because God actually likes when people operate like that. Not there's a lot of people to feed. Have the people sit down in groups of 50 and 100, and then the food multiplied. So think of that with me. Possibly the reason many Christians are broke is because they've accepted a limitation, nothing multiplies. Because you've already, well, that's too many people to feed. It would cost a small fortune to do something like that. You know, Ed, the way the housing market is now, lumber is at an all-time high. You know, you listen to people. You know, it'd be tough to get a house now, lumber is at an all-time high. You didn't have a house when lumber was at an all-time low. So obviously it's not lumber that's the problem. It's your lumber for brain. Say it again out loud and write it out. Write it out. I have the mind of Christ. If wisdom births wealth, then a poor mind produces poverty. Obviously, judging from the author, a wise mind can produce, can produce wealth in a third world nation. And a poor mind can produce poverty in the banking district of Manhattan. I just have, I mean, listen to people. I would love to come to the miracle service tonight, but I have no way to get to church. You don't, you have no way. There's enemy soldiers occupying the roads between your house and the church. No, but my car's in the shop. Okay, so that's the end of the story. There's no other way for you to, for you to get six miles 
to another place. You can't do it. There's, your mind is out of ideas of how to do that. If you think like that, I'm telling you, you can quote all the scripture you want. You can pray two hours a day. You will not accomplish anything in life, and you'll be a loser. Because you have this whole book, and you read about walking on the water and calling fish into the boat, and you have the nerve to say, I can't make it to church because I, I don't have a ride. You can't get a ride? Uber doesn't come to your house. The taxi company doesn't come to your house. You don't know anyone who has a car. You don't know how to steal a car or borrow it just for long enough for the church service and then bring it back. Public transportation, pedal bike. I saw my mom was on here earlier. If she's still on, how my mother was the only person saved in her family. Nobody would take her to church. She rode a pedal bike, I believe, seven miles to church and seven miles back from church, and she's still thin to this day. I can't. I don't have. Those are not, that's not Christian vocabulary. Anything that's I can't, I don't have, or I need, I would never start a sentence with any of those three things. Nine miles. There she is. So I wonder what would have happened. First of all, there'd probably be no Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Well, I want to go to church, but the church is nine miles away, and my mom won't take me because she's not a Christian. So then she'd go to hell. And instead, she got on her bike and rode nine miles to church and nine miles home from church with a smile on her face. And she's been blessed ever since because when the Lord finds people like that I guarantee you when the Lord saw me go get pilot lessons to go to that now here's somebody that thinks like me if God can find somebody that thinks possibility like him then, then you guys can partner up together I don't have a ride. I can't get the time off work. I need a car. You're a bum. You're, you've allowed this beautiful, brilliant mind God put on the inside of you to turn into, into decayed whatever it is. Let me, let me tell you something, and I'm not a life coach, and I'm not a positive thinking teacher, but how you see yourself matters. If you you got to see yourself as a, as a prince of God, a princess in God's family, a bright mind, and possibility. With God, all things are possible. Make it specific. If all things are possible, then you can get to Indiana. Or you know, we're not we're not asking you to get to Jupiter, explore galaxies. I, I can't. Um, I want to come to Pastor Rodney's ministers conference, but it's in Florida. We live in California. Oh, is it during the French and Indian War? You have to make it through the angry Navajo. Uh, tribal regions of Arizona. You're waiting for them to pound the golden spike through the transcontinental railroad that will connect east and west. You're a freaking moron. 
You're a southwest ticket away from a place you know God spoke to you to be. That's how miracles get birthed. They get birthed by the Lord speaking you to do something. There's limitations. And the story, the great stories, are how God empowered your thinking and empowered your person and empowered your finances to overcome to overcome the obstacles. What obstacle... What obstacle can get put in your way that your God mind can't think its way around? Not even pray around. Think around. Think your way through it with your God-anointed mind. Nick that's sitting to my right has that for media. Ram has that. And that's it around here. No, uh, 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 There's nothing. I've never had them come to me and say, we can't do... I'll give, I'll give you one... That they did. How old were you when we, uh, when we did Newark? 18? When Nick was 18 or 19, him and Rom, we got an offer. Listen to this now. We got an offer to put our meeting on television on two different networks nationwide. They made the offer to us on Friday night for the Sunday night meeting. Everything's closed Friday night. Nothing's open Saturday. When it comes to that media world, how are we, and we're doing an outdoor crusade in Newark. Not a church. How are we going to upload our service to satellites in, in, in Florida to carry the, the, the thing? I started getting calls out actually got in touch uh, with one of Paul Crouch's sons who was going to help me out. If you rent a satellite truck, he was going to try to get me a satellite truck. It would cost about 1000 or $2,000 a day. One of those big trucks like they have outside of football games that, that'll do a satellite uplink for you. 2000 a day. That's 10 uh, for a six-day meeting. That's twelve grand. Nick, at 18 or 19, and Rom, got a bunch of the wireless hotspots that you get at a um, cell phone store and found a way to link their power all together to make it powerful enough to upload a high-definition TV signal. There's always a way forward. Write it down again. It's very important. There's always a way forward. Never start a sentence with, I can't, I need, I don't have. Never start a sentence with, I can't, I don't have, I need. Is that scriptural? Sure it is. My God shall supply all my needs. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want anything. Every time you feel like saying, I need, you say, thank you, Father, that you've provided. Call those things that are not as though they are.
call those things that are not as though they are. Yeah, but I don't have a car. Keep saying that. One will never materialize. The secret to miracles is not confessing what you don't have. The secret to miracles are calling those things that are not as though they are. Abraham had to introduce himself for years as the father of many nations before a child came. But the child came. You don't say it after you have it. You say it and then you have it. I don't have transportation. Father, I thank you for lovely transportation, debt-free. I don't have a building. Father, I thank you for a building paid off cash. I thank you in advance on credit. In Jesus' name. Call those things that are not as though they are. That's the difference between Christian science and Bible faith. Christian science, you, you deny the problem. I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. Bible faith, you call the things that are not as though they are. I am healed. By his stripes, I was made whole. I am overly blessed. I have too much. Overflow. Double from my trouble. Every limitation that you have in your life, I believe the Lord's already speaking to you while I've been teaching this. How to navigate forward. You know, you almost picture it like if this cup is your life and I'm the devil and all I had to do was just put this one thing here as a roadblock and now I don't have to worry about you anymore. That'll take you out. That'll immobilize you until Jesus comes. You're a non-issue now, and I can move on to block other people because you've accepted this one thing, death of a spouse, death of a child, loss of a job, a disability, as your thing as why you can't, why you're limited. And now today, if by the Holy Ghost and the Word of God, I can get you to say, you know what? I could crush that by the power. Not by might, not by power, but by God's spirit. Now, you've now become a problem to the devil again. And now he has, see, if you refuse to accept limitation, now he can have his whole bag of limitation tricks, but you know how to remove every one. And go forward. I refuse to accept health limitation. I refuse to accept finance limitation. You never, when I had a negative bank balance, you would have never heard me say I have a small ministry. When I had one invitation every six weeks, you never heard me say I have a small ministry. I'm trying to start out in evangelism. Never. Call what is not as though it is. I'm not talking about being an arrogant prick. But have a confidence in who God's called you to be. If I sat with other ministers at 24, I sat dressed well. I didn't try to appear and bum, hey, you know, I hope when I meet with them, they'll, they'll be able to help me. Can I tell you another thing? Don't see yourself as someone who needs help. See yourself as somebody God has empowered to help people. It, it, it changes everything. 
You're welcome, David. I'll have you write that down as your last thing today in the comments and uh, in your notes, right? I don't need help. God has me here to help. <laughs> That's why I'm on the earth. I'm not here so people can give me a, a hand. That's why I couldn't get with the whole lockdown thing. I'm not trying to just live. What some people call life, I'd happily get COVID and die before I would live like that. Trying to, what am I, a, 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 an antelope? Just in search of food and shelter from the rain? I need a place to live and some food and some clothes. What kind of life is that? True life is found in letting God empower you to bring help to hurting people. If you're in business, if you let your business, God explode your business financially, you can help people. It's not about quitting your job and just going on the street and ministering to people. If the Lord has anointed you for business, you have the ability to send the gospel powerfully if you'll let the Lord take the limitations off your, off your business. Amen. I don't need help. God has me here to help others. I'm not here to survive. Um, Jonathan, where you're going to preach, there's actually been an outbreak of um, Zika. Okay, great. Who cares? I believe in long life. I have a book on it. Dominion over sickness and disease, so don't take what I'm saying wrong. I'm not a... <laughs> I refuse to make any decisions based on my own personal safety. Now, I wouldn't risk my life for things outside of the gospel, but as far as the thing God's called me to do, I don't, I don't care. I refuse to limit myself, and I refuse to let a government limit me. We got... Our other YouTube strike expires today, right? I mean, they took me off YouTube and then some, for some reason put me back. You can take me off before I'm going to limit my speech. I'm not, I will not be limited. I'm not going to be limited financially. I'm not going to be realistic. Well, yes, it would be nice to have a plane, but we also have to be realistic. No, this Bible is realistic. It's realistic that whatsoever you desire, believing you shall receive when you pray. This is realistic. You can believe it and you can have what it says. And man, that's basically what I've spent my life doing. I'm trying to, to brand into people. This is not a, a, a collection of comforting sayings. This is the power of God in print. And the promises that God made to you are yes and amen to all who believe. If Abraham had what he had under a worse covenant, what can you have under a better covenant? What can your life produce under a better covenant? And if you're in your 50s and you go, well, you know, I wish I'd known this when I was younger. You didn't. And let's be honest, the reason you didn't 
is if you were watching me right now 20 years ago, you would have changed that you weren't interested. You were still caught up in whatever you were caught up in, but now you've settled down and you're in the place you need to be. I can't change what happened before today, but I can start today going forward. You sound crazy when you're in your 80s telling people you're going to be the father of many nations and you're going to have the son through your old wife who has, wasn't able to have kids when she was in her 20s and now she's in her 70s and 80s. You, you look nuts. But you know what? For Number one, be careful. who You don't you'll tell your dreams to everybody. You learn that from Joseph. But I'd rather, I'd rather, let me tell you something. People thought I was crazy. When I had no money, in barely any meetings, and I was still talking like I'm talking right now. When I had hardly anything, I, I, I remember clearly preaching at one church, and God said, I'll give, you, I'll give you so much you won't have room enough to take it all in. It hit me, I said, that means the day will come where the bank will have to call me and ask me to open up a different account somewhere because their bank isn't equipped to handle what I just deposited. Do you know how many amens that got? Zero. Do you know how many these it got? There's that hyper prosperity again. But then when that guy gave a million dollars and it went into the account, I got a call from PNC Bank asking to please use a different branch because that small branch is not equipped to... to, to carry what I brought in. We had a lady fired at a bank branch because she would get mad at how much money we were depositing. What do you need all that money for? Hey, let me tell you, that's a good level of prosperity when people get upset at how much you have. What, what are you going to spend that on? I didn't realize we had to tell bank tellers what we were going to spend our money on. She's fired. The, the wicked will see it and grind their teeth in, in rage, but it won't stop it. Dream the impossible dream. Speak big. Dream big. When people come out of the woodwork to try to push you back down, oh, you know, oh. I used to think like that when I was in my 20s too. But you, no, I won't. I'll see what I say. I don't know what your problem is with your constipation and lack of fiber. I'm going to have what I say. Who thinks it's their business in life to discourage other people? Find somebody with a dream and discourage them. Find somebody that's talking big and try to get them to, no. So for all, all, the, all the times you've had to endure that, that's why I'm here. You can do it. You can have a huge house with huge property, debt free, and buy one for your children and buy one for your parents. 
You don't have to put your parents in a nursing home. You can buy a home for them and buy a nurse to put in to take care of them when you're not there. What the wicked have, the righteous can have. And anybody that tells you differently is a liar. They're a liar. What God does for one, he'll do for anyone. It's up to you to have the faith to believe it, the mouth to speak it, and the mind to plan for it. Stop bringing up limitation and start focusing on if God is for me, nothing can be against me. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Be anointed to take the land in Jesus' name. Do great things in Jesus' name. I ordain you by the Holy Ghost today to accomplish great things before you go to heaven. Wherever your family decided to stop, you'll break through all those barriers in Jesus' name. You'll be the first one to keep a marriage together. You'll be the first one to raise godly children. You'll be the first one to have an overflow of money. There's people watching me right now. You've never been able to go on a vacation before. You'll go on vacation for two weeks. Paid for. No problem. Wherever you want to go. I remember when the hundredfold return revelation hit me. I did the math and I said that means one day what my yearly income is today will be my tithe check. You know how many amens that got at an Assemblies of God church? Zero. You know how many that's got? But when that man gave a million dollars to our ministry, we tithed $100,000, which my yearly gross, uh, sorry, yeah, yearly gross income two years before that was 80000 My tithe was more than my yearly salary. There are people watching me right now that you will write a tithe check very shortly that's more than your year's income used to be. Otherwise, the hundredfold returns, bullcrap. And it's not. I have the proof that it's not in my bank account. You don't hear me say, I mean, you know, in our bank account, the Bible says we're blessed, even when our bank account says other. No, no. You speak it, it'll be in your bank account. The Bible says you'll experience all these blessings. Not you'll just believe in them. You'll experience them to the point that the wicked will see it and know that you're a people claimed by God and they'll stand in awe of you. This would be a good day to get seed in the ground. What for your dream? And what you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. That church, that's our dream. You aid in another man's dream, the Lord gets to work building your dream. Because that church isn't, our, it's, it, it, I'm the vessel the Lord's using to build it. It's God's desire to have that. He's the one, he's the planner. You make God's dream come to pass. God makes your dreams come to pass. It is the secret of life. Seek ye first the building of the kingdom of God in your generation. And when you do all the other things that I know you could be going after instead, I'll add them unto you. So today is the response to this message is to give. What are you believing God to do for you? Put a seed worthy of that in the ground today and mark it. This is a seed 
to produce, to break all limitations keeping my dream from coming to pass and to bring my dream to pass debt-free, unassisted by man. Here's the ways you can give. Hashtag donate on Facebook. You can text RT to 50155. Cash app is dollar sign RT give. Venmo is at RT give. PayPal, revivaltoday.com slash PayPal. You can also, one stop, just go to revivaltoday.com and click give now, which also offers uh, the ability to give cryptocurrency, or you can scan that QR code with your phone right now to give Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Litecoin. Ask uh, one of you guys in the control room, Tell Patrick to keep that updated. Whatever new crypto is available where we, you can do it legally, because there's new, new ones coming up all, all the time. Oh, so we can do all the Coinbase ones? Yeah. Then update the ones at the bottom, because Doge isn't on there. Like, oh, through Coinbase? Hmm, that makes sense, though. Wow. Jose said, our family has been tithing 10% of everything that has come in our path, and we were able to finally take our first family vacation to Florida, and we surpassed our last year tithing amount. That's how it works. It's the ticket up. Amazing how many people will argue about the tithe at 10% and then pay 13% interest to credit cards and not even blink, or mortgage, or commercial loan. Change your brain. Are you guys planning on putting the ability to donate through your app soon? I would like to. Just to throw that out for Ram and the guys. All things are possible. And then, if you want to mail it, P.O. Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania, 15329. You can speak to a live person, 412446. Two three three two. If you're international, plus one four one two four four six two three three two. And then, don't forget to claim your offer at revivaltoday.com. Claim your offer now. I forgot to tell you, anybody that sows a seed of any amount today, I'm going to send you the book I wanted to read from and didn't, that I wrote, Financial Overflow, 10 Bible Principles to Unlock Heaven's Unending Supply, because I have a whole chapter in line with what I taught today, The Power of Wise Planning, 17 pages on one of the 10 Bible principles is The Power of Wise Planning, which is a thinking chapter. And then uh, what you heard me read out of here, this book's a life changer. What Healing the Sick by T.L. Osborne is, to the subject of healing, this is to the subject of money. It'll erase all your questions, it'll fill you with faith, and it, it'll mark your path out. I'll send you both books for any amount. If you do 1,000 or more, I'm going to send you the Kingdom Builders Bible. If you do 5,000 or more, I'm going to send you 
the books, the Bible, and two terabytes of my preaching from the last 20 years. Everything I've ever been recorded preaching on one hard drive with a USB port. Yep, both books for any amount. To say thank you, but that's not your harvest. Your harvest are your dreams coming true as you build God's dream. I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Couldn't love you anymore. They're going to put up uh, the graphics for where I'm going to be these next three weekends. West Virginia, New Jersey, and Georgia. Come see me. Check the news tonight. It's Canada night. Download the app if you haven't done it. Thank you for your giving today. Glad you enjoyed the broadcast lyric. Love you, Janice. Love you, Lisa. Love you, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for all the kind words. Even the people that wrote mean words, it still helps us get more viewers because your engagement helps us in the algorithm. So that's why I never have a problem with it. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.